Hi, welcome to BoobTube, the podcast where smart women talk about what they're watching and not watching. I'm Amanda Teuscher. And I'm Sarah Whitus. Yep. We have and... to apologize. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been fully, slightly over two months. Um, I mean, we have a and... new president. There's been a coup <laughs> attempt. Um, let's see. Just a lot of things. So the last time we <sighs> recorded was November 30th, 2020. Um, we didn't time. do we didn't do a year end wrap up. We usually do a year end wrap up. Yeah, we so we didn't have the booby tubey awards. We didn't um, do the booby tubies. Um, but so know, like maybe like real quick, like what was your favorite thing? Do you think of last year? Oh god. Yeah. Oh god, you put me on the spot. Okay. Um um what happened last year? What did I like? Oh, you know, I could mean, like look at our old I may destroy you maybe made a big impact on me. I thought that was really great. Wait, which one? I may destroy you. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Made a big impact a on me. What else happened? I honestly I'm a show I'm going to talk about Probably the biggest things that, like, the things that made the biggest impact on me last year, like, maybe were things that I, like, older things that I watched in quarantine, like Hannibal and, like, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and, and a show I'm going to talk about tonight, Search Party. Um, I'm sure I'm just literally not thinking of 75. You're looking through our old... You're forgetting... Yeah, you're you're forgetting Indian matchmaking. I feel like oh, that... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 That had a big list. effect on you. Yep, top of the list. Um, you know what else? That what else the hell did we talk about? Oh, you Honestly, know what? One of my Hannibal was pen fifteen. My... Oh yeah. Did you know that they are both pregnant and they no. Maya Erskine and, and Anna? <laughs> I thought you were. Gonna... I don't know what I expected you to say, but it wasn't that. They're did you pregnant. know? There, I just think they're it's so cute. It's so that cute. is lovely, actually. Yeah, it's. Very I hope. Cute. I hope they're. I. I hope they have daughters. Um, Same. Yeah. And that they go on to make a funny show together. Yeah. They just like were were um, kind of. I they they posted. They each posted an in or one of them posted an Instagram the other day. That's just like, BFFs, you know, pregnant with. Two little, B- you know, soon-to-be BFFs. It was very cute. Um, that is really cute. Yeah, Pen15 probably probably was my favorite thing that I watched last year. I f- also, here are some so other um, contenders. Other we we both really liked the second season of Dead to Me and the right, second season yeah. of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, yeah. Way more than... I liked the second season of Dead to Me a lot, but it's like, that's one of those things that just kind of disappears from my head the second it, it's over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, there what was we also, do in the shadows. I really liked The Great. You did like The Great. That's, that wow. was, Taking me that back to really last good. summer. What we, The second season um, of What We Do in the Shadows was, like, pure genius. So that's a... so genius. Strong contender, I would say. I mean, honestly... Probably the thing that made the biggest impact on me last year was Hannibal, <laughs> which That's is so like goofy. totally insane. Um, also, I'm gonna talk about um, I'm gonna talk about uh, uh, a, a kind of something related to that at the end of the show. But um, but Pen Fifteen really good. That might get. Yeah. Let's say that that gets the booby tooby. 
that gets the 2020 the best booby tooby. Booby. Yeah. It's, it's just, the best was... booby. Yeah. <laughs> on the two on the tooby. Yeah, yeah. So there we go. There you go. Well, we, All right, good. We could have would have taken us ninety minutes to come to that conclusion had we <laughs> had we recorded an episode. The thing is if it took us ninety minutes, we wouldn't have gotten to that conclusion. That's so, probably true. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably true. There's something to be said about this method. Um Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll do better well, the, next year. Yeah, 2021. That'll all come or this back, year. I'm sure ne- this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you know, whatever. The last eight weeks, a lot happened. Um, but you know, I mean, we we are now in a better in a better place, maybe. Um, you know, mentally. Yeah, things are bad, but they could be way worse. They could be worse. Yep. <laughs> yep. Huh. 2021. It could be worse. Yeah. It could be worse. We all know because we just did 2020. And um, we also spent 2020 dreading how bad 2021 could be. So we like right. we, we know. Yeah. Could be right. worse. Um I mean, so we have some stuff to talk about. Some of it um you know, sort of dates back to the end of 2020. Um, and then some of yeah, but if you have been waiting recent. with like bated breath to hear us talk about like Bridgerton, right? Well, then you need to wait no longer. Right here you go. Um, and you're going to talk about something that's very current. Also, I know people are really um, into right now. Um, oh yes, yeah. So, I mean, I think just like kind of briefly, one thing I had said I was going to watch. But so right when we recorded. Our last episode, I was just talking about um, the season finale of Fargo had just had just happened. Just briefly, and this is the season with Chris Rock. Season with Chris Rock and Jason Schwartzman, uh, the stars of the season. I do want to briefly plug that because the finale was really good, and I thought the season was uh, excellent. It had been a long wait, like two or three years since the last uh, season. and just I just thought it was amazing. I had read some like mixed stuff about it, I guess, like when the first couple of season uh, episodes aired. But um, I thought it was awesome. And Fargo is a great I'm sure I talked about this at some point last year. Fargo is a great quarantine watch. If you're like need yeah, a, a yeah. thing to really immerse yourself into. I thought the finale was great as as customary with the Fargo verse there's kind of a twist in the last episode that sort of ties it into the larger like narrative of the four seasons, which largely stand independent of each other. But um, there are like elements that sort of tie them together that, you know, you don't need to have seen the other seasons to understand, but make it a little Mm -hmm. more enjoyable. Cause I actually went back and watched the first season towards the end of last year, which I hadn't seen before. Um, so, you know, as so you can definitely jump around, but um, something else that we were going to maybe just mention also a show that we both watched also kind of going chronologically from the last time we spoke, but uh, the last time we spoke, we, you and I haven't spoken <laughs> also since, I, since who, November who is 30th. This? Yeah. Who's this? We yeah, we really had a lot of catching up to do. You and I just like, yeah, we we only speak when recording this podcast. Yeah, you guys um, you guys should know that Sarah and I aren't actually friends. Yeah, we've 
really only met. We two fake or three it times. for we yeah. <laughs> we met we met through this podcast. <laughs> right. We were we were paired up through a podcast nonprofit. Podcast um, finder. Find your podcast mate. Kind of like a girl's rock, but for podcasts, you know. Um, <laughs> um and so uh, but since the last time we recorded a show that that was uh, briefly took niche portions of America by storm, um, <laughs> the flight attendant, uh, which was an HBO Max original, um, a channel I still that don't also understand. didn't exist this time last year. Um, no. What did you think about the flight attendant? I really liked it, but that's because yeah. I like. Um... Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> That's because I like Priceline. Um, I thought she actually was good. Um, I, I had actually never good. really seen anything with her because, um, believe it or not, I'm not a big fan of um, big uh, what's theory? the show? It's thank you. I was like yeah. two and a half men. I don't know. They're all the same. It's um, basically big, the same thing. Big yeah. bong theory, but um, well, you know what's yeah, interesting but, is she executive produced. This is her. This is her right. thing. She has a gazillion dollars from being on the Big Bang Theory for 15 years. And yeah, so don't forget she... about Priceline and Panera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that Panera money. I mean, they pay you in bread bowls. <laughs> um, so this is her... She, this is, The Flight Attendant was a book or um, or series, and she, yeah. she uh, optioned it to... Uh, develop it for for this show so that was kind of this was like sort of her baby i thought she was really good too um yeah i am also not that familiar with her but she did you know she's also like so beautiful so she's like really enjoyable to like watch yeah i agree but um yeah i thought she handled because her character you know and it becomes you you don't really see that in the first few episodes but it definitely becomes a story about her own addiction and her past abuse um from her father was just weirdly played by what's his face um the guy he's married to samantha b right uh what jason jones he's from the daily show jason jones i that i didn't understand i thought that was a weird casting (laughs) choice um but i and he wasn't like I don't. It was just such a cartoonish portrayal, right? Because he didn't seem like that. The whole time it seemed like a. It it was it was weird. I I am not sure that that it was weird. I did I did not like. Yeah, I agree. I didn't like that at all. I mean, he's only in like you know five scenes or something. But I it was like he he it it was very noticeable when he was there. You're just kind of like that's Jason Jones. Um, but yeah, Yeah, she did a really good job with the character though. Um and. Uh, yeah, I I thought it was really good. My favorite person in the the show though was definitely Michelle Gomez. So, um, because she yeah, I thought she was great. She um, she had such like understated um, psychopathy, you know, like she was just like clearly so deranged and and not a good person. But you were rooting for her weirdly. I she was so funny. Yeah. So funny. No, she was great. I'm also not terribly familiar with her. Um, oh, really? She's um, I, yeah. I know her mostly from Green Room. 
Oh, I don't know if you watch, man. and then is she a... was the. Whew, yeah, that is a movie. Yeah. yeah, and she was in the new Sabrina, um, mm, like okay. with along with Miranda Otto and like Richard Coyle. Are the the adults were the only reason to watch the new Sabrina because the teenagers were so flippin' annoying. But um, and Kieran and Shipka really can't really act. Boring. But um, <laughs> but yeah, she's great. No, she was. When she's fun. actually she Scottish, um, and she's I think she's Glaswegian, so she has a thick accent and so she really dialed it back for this show i think because they're probably like american audiences will not understand you if you go full bore (laughs) yeah yeah they can't handle it um i thought she was great i thought rosie perez she was really good yeah um that was a weird kind of that was a uh in, like a weird kind of interesting right i wasn't sure where that was of, going of i imagine that's going to come Neither back in the second I. season because that seemed like yeah. a weirdly not even concurrent plot line um it added depth to her character it was like but existing in its own universe sort of her plot line yeah, yeah i feel like that's gonna not... come back some it's gonna have to make sense somehow in the the second season so yeah, I thought it was kind of. Inter- I mean, it's interesting how she's sort of like flailing in life, seemingly, and and you know, sort of just like looking to Kaylee Cuoco's character as you know, just someone that she looks up. You know, yeah, it was kind of heartbreaking, to, wasn't it? But like when she would refer to her it was. As like, it was you know, a really this is my best friend, and it was clear that her Kaylee Cuoco just thought she was like the yeah. older mom figure. Yeah. that she works with yeah no um rosie prez was very good um i'm not a big zoja mamet fan generally and uh, she didn't do a lot this is i will say that the friendship between kaylee Cuoco's character and zoja mamet's character this is one of those things where you're not given a re- like i don't understand why these people are friends you know, like the like I, which kind of is a thing that bothers me a lot. With I don't know, it just you know, with different things, this happens. I just watched a movie the other night on Netflix where it was just like about the dissolution of a marriage. I'm like, I don't understand these two people. They don't make this is not why would they have ever been together? Um, but yeah, I just don't really get the circumstances that would make them like i kind of got it like Mm -hmm. they both seem to be they didn't have a lot of chemistry yeah and they're just glamorous people they're just they're they're penchant for glamour and fun just went in different directions like there there was there was a certain like materialism about the the two characters that i was like okay that makes sense one just is way richer but um yeah (laughs) okay zosia mamet's character's apartment is one of the most bananas things I've ever seen. Like absolutely insane. I'm like, and I think it's interesting how like she has this absolutely insane apartment. And first I was just kind of bought like what? And then even though she's like a lawyer in Manhattan, and then you kind of find out more about what she does and how much, how well compensated she must be for it. Um, And it, and it starts to, and I, and I, and then it kind of like the apartment sort of starts to make more, sense because at first i was just like wait what yeah um but so i thought it was cool i mean i i liked the show the first couple episodes really had me going and then to me it it sort of started spinning out towards the end and there was like a lot sort of frantically happening that 
it was almost too many things for me mm-hmm. and I was kind of like eh. but so it kind of but but it's got a great twist um and I felt like the the spiral you know, out think... of control thing worked for me because I think it mimicked the character's mm-hmm. addiction issues and it was also I was thinking mm-hmm. a lot about the show Run which you and I both felt mm. like really just didn't deliver on its initial sort of yeah, like not good. intriguing, um, uh, you know, prospect, I guess. And I feel yep. like this one, it lived up to what it was billing itself as, which is this, you know, sort of madcap kind of thriller energy. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I appreciated some of the escalation. Um, yeah. I agree with that, actually. That's a good perspective on it and it does even though it not every like element of the of all of these different storylines worked for me i do think it kind of delivered on what it was promising for sure um you know i read it i read a review just kind of saying that like it was kind of comparing it to dead to me in a way yeah of like glossy high concept shows that don't take themselves too seriously um, and, you know, I think also have, like, leads that are, uh, like, really great that are kind of, you know, women that are sort of elevating some of the material. Um, you know, I will say also, like, I think we, we were both talking about this before the, the we started recording, but, like, this show is, like, one of those things that just for, for a minute it's, like, everywhere and then it's gone. <laughs> and then you're, like... I was thinking about this, like, I is this... That? a is this a product of like the pandemic and how things are very fleeting because people are just I don't know the discourse you know the zeitgeist is just moving from one thing to another because yeah Yeah. because we just don't people aren't doing other things so normally you would watch a show and it might Mm -hmm. take you longer because you happen to be you're going to like a wedding on this weekend and then you have plans this weekend but we're all just sitting and watching and trying to keep up with each other, you know? And like, oh, you already watched the all yeah. of the flight attendant in one weekend? I got to watch it all this weekend too. And then next weekend there's going to be a new thing. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I mean absolutely. I mean that and just, you know, a thing of like the sheer amount of content. I mean, again, we're talking about a, a network that didn't exist this time last year. You I still know? don't understand um, how it's different from HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I don't get I don't it. Either. It's I just HBO. I, uh, I don't. I they're don't like, oh no, this but isn't going to be on HBO. It's... We're going to put this on HBO Max, and someone be like, "What it's the heck? Do I care?" I... Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't. Also, I hear, I hear <laughs> I don't Isaac. Know what separates it. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's this is this is what you get for having an apartment that doesn't have a door on the office. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Isaac. No, he's 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 like asleep, but he's crying. Um, <laughs> you know what? This happen This happens around two hours after. He Same, goes to Isaac. Bed. I I feel that. <laughs> yeah, you just wake up in the middle of the night. And Why cry. am I crying? Yeah, we, we all get it. Yeah, we all get it. We all get it. You just got to get back into that comfy position. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the flight attendant, um, you know, had a, had a moment at the end of the year. Um, it was kind of fun. Um, what else? Uh, I mean, I I have kind of two other things yeah. that I watched um, before we kind of get into our main meat. But 
you know, I, one thing, and they're both very recent, um, actually, I guess couples therapy and aired at the end of last year, but a couples therapy actually, you know, I didn't talk about in the booby two in our top of the episode discussion of the booby tubies, but couples therapy, um, you know, for me it would be a top show of last That's year. That's right. I forgot all Definitely. about that. Definitely. Yeah. I, I'm obsessed with this show. Um, I hope that there are more. They did a COVID special at the end of last year. So clearly they had started filming a new season, um, which you can see like kind of snippets of what they actually filmed. Because, you know, uh, uh, Couples Therapy Showtime series about a um, a marriage counselor, relationship counselor, uh, therapist, um, and the couples that she sees. Um, so the first uh, season followed like five couples over the course of the season. Um, and then clearly they started filming a new season. We can see some scenes in her office. And then uh, and then the shutdown, lockdown happened in March. Um, so the whole episode is basically sessions that she did over like Zoom or whatever. Um, Dr. Orna, our therapist, with um, different couples, most of whom were in the first season, and there's a couple of new couples um, also. And I just think, to me, this is like, there really hasn't, we haven't had that much like COVID art yet, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, we haven't had that much like pandemic sort of response. We talked about this a little bit when we talked about How To with John Wilson. Also, there was um, that, did, I don't know if you watched it, this is a movie, so this is not in the purview of our podcast, but the Anne Hathaway, Twitel Ejiofor, uh um, movie. I've heard about this. Is it called Lockdown? Lockdown, yeah. It's, that's another, yeah, I've heard we about watched it. that, and um, I can't say I like fully recommend it. The two leads are great, like, um, and Anne Hathaway, I think, is just, I always think Anne Hathaway is tremendous, but... Um, Mm-hmm. It builds. It's another one where HBO just like doesn't give you much information, but they sell you a mood in their previews for it, mm-hmm. and then the movie's not quite that. I, the The movie is very play e, like it's it's a play. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like lots of just like dialogue within one room, um, and not very heisty. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, anyway, that's also. But I did watch that COVID art. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, definitely. And there, I mean, honestly, it's surprising to me that there hasn't been, I mean, I guess like, you know, maybe 2021 is when we start to get more of that. Um, but I mean, I thought this was, was really interesting. Yeah, it's all like remote sessions. I mean, you know, it was really, I mean, I think from, from the very specific perspective of this show, I thought, you know, of of you know this therapist she kind of talks about um dr orna who's like just incredibly insightful um i find her fascinating um she talks about how you know i think and at this point now whether or not you're in couples therapy a lot of people have now been doing therapy in quarantine for you know, nearly a year. And so she kind of talks about the challenges of being a therapist. You know, the point of your therapist is both like her strengths um, are, you know, sort of her as a therapist, you're supposed to have some sort of like, 
both coming to the therapist's office, I think as a couple, the idea is that you're coming to like a neutral space, you know, out of your own space that maybe you share with her partner or whatever. And, and, and you don't have that because your, your patients are in their space. And as you see in the show, like they're constantly being interrupted by their kids and, you know, just like other distractions that you have at home that make it more difficult, you know, and, and, and her place as a therapist is also supposed to be, you know, that she has this anonymity, um, which she loses when like, (laughs) she's also conducting therapy sessions from her. And like, she's like, it bothers me that they can like see part of my home. And like, you know, it's not, it's supposed to be like, again, we're coming to this like neutral space. Um, and, and I thought that was really, interesting um and and then you know also there are several patients on the show who are are black um and also we get into the fallout of the death of george floyd and the trauma um of you know 2020 for a lot of black americans and and you know she kind of examines she tries to kind of figure out what her place is as a white therapist sort of treating black patients. Um, And really interesting. There's a whole kind of segment of an episode where she just sort of like tries to figure out what the line is between like, you know, wanting to encourage a black male patient of hers to talk about the, you know, how awful he's feeling, but also not like wanting to sort of like instruct him on how to process this. And so she, we, we see, we normally see a lot of scenes with her, with her clinical advisor, who is another white woman. Um, and in this episode, she also kind of consults another clinical advisor who's a black man, an older black man, and, and just kind of like tries to get his perspective on, you know, just how she should sort of navigate this. And it's really interesting. Couples therapy is just a really, really great show. Um, if you have access to Showtime. I really can't recommend it more strongly. Um, I could honestly like spend an hour, I think, talking about this one episode. So I hope that there's going to be more of it. Um, But you have also been watching a show that I know has been getting a lot of buzz. Yeah. um, So I highly recommend this. Um, There's only five episodes, so it's it's not a big lift. Um, It's this French Netflix show called Lupin. Lupin. Um, it's, I was unsure of how to say it. Yeah. I mean, it's, I always, the the problem is like, even if you say, if you pronounce French correctly, even without an accent, you still sound pretentious, but it's not Lupin. It Mm -hmm. is Lupin. Lupin is the name of like the werewolf in Harry Potter. So it seems weird to say Lupin, but (laughs) anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I hadn't heard of the series of books, but apparently there's these, um, there are these books that. I think they must be quite well known um, for among French people about this master thief named um, Arsène Lupin, and he. Um, mm-hmm. I think it started as like some serial in a magazine or something, and then it became a series of books. And he is just this master thief, and you know, infinitely clever. And I guess in the books he wears like a top hat and a monocle and a and a cape and. He's just always has these really contrived and intricate robberies. Um, and there's been a ton of different adaptations. There's even like a, 
an anime series that someone was like, oh, so is this French Netflix series based on the anime? And I'm like, I think the anime is based on the same source material. But um, <laughs> it's uh, so it's not about it's in in this 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 takes place in our universe. So where the Lupin books are books um, and the main character um, is this guy named Asen Diop. His um, his father was a Senegalese immigrant. Um, I think actually he came over from, he was born in Senegal and he, they live in Paris. Um, his father's a chauffeur for this incredibly wealthy family, like the wealthiest family in France, the Pellegrinis. Hmm. And um, he is accused of stealing this really, this treasured necklace that had been like Marie Antoinette's and then the Germans stole it, and then it was found again, and then then it was suddenly go it went missing when this main character Asan um, was a kid, and his father uh, was blamed for it and went to prison and hanged himself, and it's really sad. And the the son Asan, the main character, he's you know convinced that his father uh, is innocent. He knows his father is innocent and was framed. Um, so the 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 show starts basically with the heist of him stealing a necklace and it's really fun because you're like oh you think that this is just going to be a simple like heist show and you're like well how how are we already seeing him steal it and you realize it's way bigger than that um so the next four episodes it becomes kind of like sort of a revenge thing he's as a kid was super inspired by the Lupin books um and so he is getting a lot of his ideas from these books that he clearly has just you know memorized front and back um, and I, I'd be curious, like, if, you know, how many of the, uh, the exploits he gets into in the show are, like, directly lifted from the books versus how many are just inspired. But they're all very clever, mm. and it's in- incredibly satisfying, him, like, watching him be very good at his job. Um, you kind of have mm. to suspend disbelief a little bit because the, the actor who plays Hassan, um, Omar C., is like probably like six foot four and incredibly handsome and so the idea of him (laughs) being able to be invisible in any way even just by putting on like glasses or you know it's just it's impossible like if you saw this man walking down the street you would you would literally stop you would like you would stop stop and look yes exactly (laughs) i think they're making a point too i think it was very deliberate that they had a black man um, as the lead, because I think there is some commentary here on, like, you know, the invisibility of um, mm-hmm. immigrants or people of color within, like, high, you know, Parisian society mm-hmm. or among the police. Like, the, it's also a cat and mouse game. Like, there's the um, the national police force. They are trying to figure out who steal, stole this necklace and all this. And um, there's this one uh, detective who knows the Lupin books, and he's, like, convinced that this guy's modeling the crimes there but no one's really listening to him um but but so i think there there is some you know commentary on they're using the 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 heist aspect the fun aspect to um open up some things about you know western society specifically french society um it's created Mm -hmm. by uh george k who's one of the writers from killing eve which i thought was kind of cool um and it has like a similar it's like very european and stylish striking out what was that yeah a lot of killing eve people kind of striking out yeah um 
on because uh, I, I was talking about um, in our last episode I hate Susie which is right. also um, from a Killing Eve uh, Killing Eve person so the Killing Eve crew really just like yeah that show that show that gave some them some wings <laughs> interesting work yeah. yeah definitely but yeah it's really great um, to say nothing of it's it yeah <laughs> I, I want to see this. I think you would really like it. It sounds really fun. Well, it's apparently yeah, it sounds really fun. like is one of Netflix's. I mean, who knows how they determine what their um, their audience numbers are? It's not they're not quite an open book about that. So that when they say eighty two mm-hmm. million people watch Bridgerton, you're kind of like if you say so, right? But and, yeah, <laughs> but apparently two million people watch at least fifteen seconds of an episode of Bridgerton. right, ex- yeah. ex- exactly. <laughs> Um, but apparently yeah, yeah. Lupin has been one of their most popular shows ever. Like they had like 62 million people according to whatever their system is. Watch it. Um, something like that. So, um, and the main actor, I don't know. I wonder, is he like, I, I don't know him from anything. A British actor or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone in um, this and I, I mean, I don't watch, I don't consume a lot of French media. Um, but I yeah. don't recognize anybody, but yeah, yeah. Um, and, oh, and then because there's also the show "Call My Agent," which is also a French. I've always wondered show, about that. Which is I've big on to watch that Netflix right now. Lot of lot of big French, lot of big French stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but um, it's really it's really good. It's really fun. Um, yeah. yeah. There's a cute dog that this journalist has, and the dog it's a little Jack Russell, and his name is Jacques. <laughs> just so cute <laughs> like of course the journalist really is this good. dog named Jacques um, <laughs> I thought that was adorable was but really yes good. I highly recommend yeah. it again it's five episodes from what I gathered by looking around online I think they've already done the full like a ten episode series and they're just releasing it in two batches so I think the second oh, season okay. so there's like more coming yeah I think it's like already ready to go it's if yeah. not, it's it's definitely confirmed that they're doing it, which at this point, it's like, honestly, how could they not? Um, though they also canceled Tuca and Birdie. So I just I will put nothing past Netflix. Yeah, we don't know. Right. Exactly. We, we don't know what yeah. to think. But apparently people. there is going yeah. to be the second season and it does kind of leave on a, a bit of a, a cliffhanger. So um, you'll you'll have wanted that. So I highly recommend it. Um, and I'd be curious yeah. what your thoughts are on it, Sarah. Um, yeah, I'm going to maybe try and watch this before we, before we speak next, because again, we, um, before we we ever uh, talk again, we don't talk. (laughs) Yeah. We don't talk again. Otherwise. We don't uh, even text. Right. No. Um, never. I, um, so the other show that I consumed, uh, between, now and, and then um so i just watched the new season of search party which which i think uh, is now on HBO, on hbo max right it is so the last season was also on hbo max the first two seasons were on tbs and then there was a three-year <laughs> gap uh and then last summer the third season uh dropped on i guess on oh i get yeah i guess maybe i guess the letter third season was also on hbo but so like the point is i could watch this finally 
Yep, you can. And the whole yeah. and the whole show obviously is now on, like the earlier seasons too. The whole show is on HBO Max. You can and you should. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only thing that was holding me back before was it was so on good. TBS, and I. You know, right. What, what even is right. That? Me too. And I think that I had, and I think I had a bit of an unfair bias against it because of that. Um, yeah. But just kind of, I like assumed it was like very. I don't know. It's this is. It's so weird having seen it now because I'm like, this is just not the type of show that I would ever associate with TBS. And indeed, they didn't want to make it. Wasn't that, and wasn't that <laughs> um, similar so... with that Jack Galifianakis show? Baskets was supposed to be pretty good, and that was also a TBS show. That was not well. That's at least now it's on FX. I don't know if that if I don't I don't know if it started oh. on a on a different network. See, and that Maybe seems I'm like mistaken, a real yeah. FX sensibility. This seems like a real HBO or even FX sensibility. I mean, I I talked about Search Party um, uh, last year when I when I watched the the first few seasons, so I don't have to go like that. Into oh the, yeah, like, also you're right. Baskets is F- FX. I don't know. Like, FX but, show. Yeah. yeah, but I mean the the new season of Search Party they dropped like three episodes uh, like two weeks ago, and then the other night. Um, last week they dropped just the rest of them and I watched them all um, in <laughs> basically I think are they half hour episodes evening. they are half hour See, episodes they go, they yeah. go down They're so half easily hour episodes. Yeah. oh yeah no it's like it's just yeah you can't you can't I mean it, it's so the fourth season i mean what's so great about search party is that it reinvents itself every yeah season. see i didn't it's know the that same plot yeah i mean and it's the same it's not that the, it's not like an anthology it's the same it's an ongoing plot and in fact it's like a very no but they like changed the vibe show. but the tone from season to season yeah is very different so the first season is like this um mystery that kind of has a huge twist near the end and then the second season is like a thriller and then the third season is fully a courtroom uh drama and then this season is this like kind of Stephen King misery psycho type horror um and and yet the so the first half of it is the first half of the season is very dark and in fact actually there aren't it's not that funny the first half of the season but then um it kind of uh the second half of the season is like just is is the a lot of the humor kind of comes not to say that the first half of the season isn't good it's very very good it's just not it's a little disconcerting yeah um for how kind of twisted it is um but uh i mean just really fantastic i hope there's a fifth season it has not yet been renewed by hbo max um so i don't know what happens next although it ends on a huge cliffhanger so truly i hope that there yeah you better is hope another season <laughs> i mean alia shawkat um is incredible this season um cola scola is the other i didn't know he was in it star so he has a small role in the third season which is kind of the, the seed planting the seed of this season and he fully star. I mean, he's fully the you know. There's the main cast of four, um, and he's essentially the fifth main cast member this season. Um, he is just 
unreal. I mean, you got I, you can't even just I can't I can't describe the role. I mean, did it you see that photo he posted of him dressed as Susan Sarandon standing next to Susan Sarandon? Yes, <laughs> because that is that is a still from that is like a behind the scenes from. Oh, is it? That's from that. So oh, okay. Sar- I just saw yes. that randomly because I follow him because yes. he's so funny. I because fu- I liked him in um, difficult. He's so people. funny. That's how I knew him. Yes, he's so good in difficult people. He's on. Um, he's a close friend of Amy Sedaris's. And he's on oh, Amy Sedaris. Gosh, I love um, it. You know the at home. Love that. At home with Amy Sedaris. He's a frequent guest star on that show. Um, so, but yeah, that uh, Susan Sarandon is a guest star in this season, and and that uh, that that is a key kind of element of this season. Um, yeah, he of course. I mean, Coloskull is kind of a, a professional. I think you know. I don't know if he would. I doubt he describes himself as like professional drag because he's. I mean, an actor. I think foremost, but like, uh, you know, he's very. I think. A drag is kind of a key part of his acting and comedy mm-hmm. um and he it's a key part of this season um just i mean there's some other really good guest stars and dowd from the handmaid's tale um rl stein has a brief guest star cameo oh, which is funny. excellent which went which of course then um led me down a huge rl stein um wikipedia rabbit hole. of course it did um but yeah obviously um but this season of search party is just like absolutely wild so i cannot recommend getting into search party uh more strongly it is such a weird it's like it's like it was created in a lab for like for at least for me i'm just like it's like exactly Uh my kind of humor and then exactly my kind of like you know just everything i love about just humor and horror this season i, I just, really need like, to watch it's this it's so good it's so good i just feel like it i've heard nothing but good up. things about it i know like other friends it's of ours so, are also really into it i was just, and i fully slept on this show i mean this yeah, show started yeah. in 2016 that's so crazy you know to think like about. i just I know, and I would hear about it occasionally, but I mean, also, it was like, there were two seasons that aired in two consecutive years, and then it just wasn't on for three Well, years. it also, so, I think, was um, disadvantaged the same way a lot of Comedy Central shows, which was just the fact that they weren't available on, like, streaming services like Hulu, so... Yeah, right, unless you were, unless you had, uh, you know, like, you know, old school cable. You right, like, it was the same right, with Detroiters any... and, like, workaholics. You just, yeah, people just didn't see it yeah. even though they knew they would like it, you know? Right. Yeah, totally. And so, I mean, I'm thrilled that it's, you know, to me, HBO is a better, is a better home for it, for sure. H- sorry, HBO Max. Um, <laughs> <That's> top. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So the other thing we were going to talk about, um, kind of really get into a battle royale <laughs> here uh, briefly, um, but you know the the show of twenty twenty one. Don't even don't you dare. <laughs> did it be, may have actually started? La- it did at the end because of last I watched I the, the, yeah. the episodes I watched were on they were on Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So okay, so it it, it hit. Hit Netflix in December and then, um, you know, just again, and and then stole America's hearts. <laughs> and we are, of course, talking about Bridgerton. About um, Bridgerton. 
Sarah's new favorite show of all time. She's like, you know what? I really liked, <laughs> yep. I liked Twin Peaks, but um, mm-hmm. I really needed to see what Shonda Rhimes would do to Regency London. So turns mm-hmm. out Bridgerton is my Sarah Whitus's new favorite show of all time. I've already written so much fanfic <laughs> about... I've already written so much Bridgerton fanfic. It's already up on the sites, if you know the normal sites. Um, I, you know, okay, so I, it's, I, no one is more surprised than me that I like this <laughs> I show. Can, I cannot I'll, believe it. I'll be clear. It. I'll be clear. I didn't like. Like, you know it's I'm bad. Not, like, like, you're not, you know. Yeah. No, I'm not like, this is great art. And I what, I, what I fully respect about it is that I don't think it was like. You know, I don't think it's, like, intended. You know, the same way Grey's Anatomy is, like, no one's, like, here's right, one right. of the best dramas of the 20th century or anything. Right. You know, I mean, but um, it's, I think, also, I think its greatest strength, maybe, is, again, kind of like the flight attendant. Like, I think even the flight attendant takes itself more seriously, certainly, than, than Bridgerton does. Um, I don't think, you know, I think Bridgerton, like, fully leans into its own silliness um you know again we you mentioned this but netflix claims that 82 million people have watched so many yeah yeah again i don't know what that means right but like netflix doesn't even that's a lot of people um i it's so not my thing it's so not your thing no no and i really was not i watched the first two episodes and i was uh unimpressed and then the only reason i watched the rest of it was i was like bored i guess one (laughs) night um because every night is boring in quarantine so um i don't know so you you um you just thought it was like oh god it's so so I like watched. Like it was just yeah, inane. I, I, or like, are, yeah, yeah. Are there eight episodes? How many episodes of them? Ten episodes? I don't even know. I think there's ten. I, uh, no, I think there's eight. I watched yeah, eight. four of them, and it was on Christmas Day, and uh, my roommate Heather and I it was just us in the apartment, and um, the guy across the street was playing his music, um, and he did it for like he'd been doing it for like six hours he did it anyway that i'm sure i've mentioned this before on the podcast but there is a a gentleman in the sixth floor of the building across the street who every day puts a speaker in his window and plays martina mcbride and um this on christmas he decided to start at like 5 p.m um and it was just like latin dance hall music very loudly directly pointing at our apartment and so we were watching, it's louder in my bedroom than in our living room. So I was just in there and we were watching Bridgerton. So I I wonder if I'm like unfairly biased against it because at the same time I was being terrorized by the guy across the street. Mm. But yep. I found it to be profoundly boring. Um, and it's, that's fair. yeah, and it's interesting because I was reading a lot of reviews and I spent a good portion of today trying to find bad reviews because we all love to read bad reviews of things we also don't like but um there aren't many and i did find this one take and now i can't remember where it was but they were oh it was rogerebert.com where they're like the thing about reviewing romance now and like rom-coms or romance 
stories is that they've often been disparaged in a very sexist way. And so mm-hmm. it, it's very tricky when you're reviewing it because you, they, you know it's silly, but you are, you know, the fact that it's mostly for women has made people dismiss it. Um, and so it's very clear that a lot of people were trying to not do that with Bridgerton. And I, of course, love mm-hmm. rom-coms and stuff like that. So I w- I'm not in any danger of thinking Bridgerton is bad because it appeals to women. But I can't help but think, and I, this is this is as mean as I'm going to get, and please don't take it personally. But I think it's like made for like really dumb women. And I'm not saying only dumb women like it, but it just strikes me as being something like, because these characters I could not care at all about. Like the... The yeah. the the hot Duke guy, I'm like I guess he's hot, but I don't he he exudes no personality. And then the main girl who looks like she's like 16, which is just creepy, is just like mousy and quiet. And I guess that they're in yeah, love, I but agree. I don't. I never got any vibe about that. And the whole time I'm just like, why won't she just marry this prince? This is this this. This is a show without yeah. a plot. There is no actual problem here. I cannot care about any of this these rich people I that are apparently in love but and like the main the oldest brother, the oldest Bridgerton brother is just the absolute pits. He sucks. I just couldn't I just couldn't I just couldn't care. It just was I love a good romance I story, agree. but I was just not invested in these people at all because this wasn't a real problem. It's like I'm sorry you Okay, you want to marry the duke because you really love him. I don't necessarily believe you, but like giving you the benefit right. of the doubt that you love this man, you still could marry this prince who by all accounts is very nice. I agree that the central character of this season, um, you know, Daphne Bridgerton Daphne. was Daphne what Daphne which the only reason I I remember that is because their names are in alphabetical order um (laughs) the the uh I agree that she is boring um she's boring and the oldest son who I think is Anthony he is also the worst boring um I think all of the Bridgerton men are boring and you can't tell them I couldn't tell them Um, apart yeah. yeah, you can't tell them apart. Um, they, they, some. I, I like kind of started to like tune out a little bit as we got close to the end, and a couple of the other Bridgerton boys had um, plot lines of their own that I didn't care about. The only one I thought I cared about was the one. There's one who, um, the one that might be is gay, in love. Well, not even no, not the one that might be gay. The one that um, is in love with the girl who is pregnant um and they are kind of trying to there's a you know this uh, woman kind of comes to live with another family the featheringtons and i thought that plot line was kind of fun i thought she was really good the names i'm sorry Um, all of these the surnames well that's see the the names i kind of love because this is where it's just like again it's what i mean i think the show is like fully aware and leaning were the into, names and, are, and I guess they're based the, on the book I guess the names are probably from the books right yeah I think the names are probably from the books and again like you know the genre and the books of course are also not taking themselves 
very no, seriously and are like I just, kind you of can, trying I to I feel be, like but you can you know. have silly and like dumb romance in a way that you actually care about the I just well I did start I will say you know the first couple episodes the duke and Daphne are I just call him the duke because that's what she calls him I forget his actual name I think it's Simon yeah who I think is really good I think he is fantastic he's insanely attractive I just I just only Um, remember him as being handsome he's really handsome he actually I thought was a great I thought he did a great job okay uh, Okay. with the role I thought he was really engaging she was not um, but I thought you know he was kind of carrying it for me and once they get actually do get together which is a couple of episodes in then it started to really pick up for me the first few episodes they aren't together and i agree the conceit of them not being together is stupid i also was just like this is dumb why would they not just be together then they do get together um and i thought it really kind of took off from there because they have like really good chemistry and then you know we kind of keep inventing problems for them but um the woman who's sort of Simon's kind of godmother, the Duke's godmother, um, who's kind of sort of his... The one with the wild eyebrows. Wild eyebrows, wild hats. She's like very, you know, she's like just a real character. Um, she's great. Um, you know, I, I thought that mo- the other most of the other characters, the girl from, from Dairy Girls, I thought she was really good. Um, and her character, I think, really goes some places over the course of the season. And then the the next youngest Bridgerton girl, Eloise, because you see it. She was after, fun. Yeah. After, yeah. I see. I see. I'm catching on. Yeah. Um, I thought she was great. I hope. So I guess the idea of this show is that each season focuses on a different Bridgerton that seems precarious because a lot of the boys again i don't care about um so i don't know (laughs) but but eloise at least and the actress who played her i thought i thought the actress who played her was great um and i would totally yeah she was yeah she was the most i those were the scenes where i'm like oh good she's talking now not the other people but yeah she's very engaged and like and i think also, all of anyone that listens to this podcast regularly or knows me knows that i'm not being snobby about like this i'm fine with trash no you like yeah you like stupid stuff yeah. <laughs> thank you sarah <laughs> but i yeah. do no, you, I, you like awful art i understand um <laughs> you have um, bad taste i i know this yeah exactly yeah um um, yes, I. It's just, I, yeah, it just didn't. It just didn't work for me. Um, and every time I consider okay. giving it another shot, where I'm not being terrorized by uh, Martina McBride, I mm-hmm. think about it, and then I realize I don't care to give it another and shot. I just don't. I'm not interested in the characters. If? But anyway, I also and like need to Martina say McBride? that I appreciate that you haven't said this, but I have to like warn everybody that if you want to get me to go on a very indignant rant compare anything at all about Bridgerton to Jane Austen and um, Mm -hmm. I will absolutely let loose because just because a woman wrote it doesn't mean it's the same and 
Um, right. <laughs> I, I maintain that Jane Austen is one of the most widely misinterpreted uh, in terms of adaptations and also readership uh, authors in, in like the last 300 years. Even people that love her and know her books back and forth, like absolutely, there's so many people that just like don't get it. So anyway. And, you know, I'm not a Jane Austen fan. Like, I don't... But her books are not romantic, and it kills me that people associate them with, like... Or, like, when they get it confused with Jane Eyre, I'm like, those are wildly different (laughs) genres just because it's an English woman in the 1800s. Like, these are different ideas and things. And Jane Austen was a character, like, writer and... Bridgerton has nothing to do with Jane Austen. So I appreciate if anyone, if anyone wants to just rant about this with me, like give me a call. I'm, I'm ready for it. But there are, as we, as we know, there is only one British woman in the 1800s. <laughs> um, it was Jane Austen who may is, or may not have Jane been Austen. the subject of a book called Jane Eyre. It's hard to tell. We don't know. But it could be the same. There's only one British woman in the 1800s, and her name Jane. was Jane. That's all. Yeah, it's very confusing. So, yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll be certainly. I mean, we'll probably we may be getting more Bridgerton uh, before. I would be. Thank you. They must be like. Where the year is out. I I bet Netflix has a team of like 400 people that are just like trying to figure out how soon they can get the next Bridgerton up. Yeah, they're oh, like yeah. Shonda. They're like, what do we what can to, we do? We're doing right. Okay, we need to vaccinate everyone associated with this show immediately. They are essential workers. We need to shut down Disney World so Shonda Rhimes can take her family there. Just them. Just keep her happy. Just keep Shonda happy. Shonda Rhimes. Yeah. Yeah. Keep Shonda happy. Give her. Give her Disneyland. Call yeah, rename Disneyland Shondaland. Shondaland would go. Um and and uh vaccinate everyone who has anything to do with this show. Um Oh, also one thing yeah, I will so I say think- I liked about Bridgerton is that it, it, it has this like parallel universe dimension thing. Um mm-hmm. where they like because the the cast is very diverse. Um mm-hmm. and they like allude to uh, it's now it's been so long so I'm gonna get this wrong but I remember like someone alluding to like how the duke got his fortune and it was basically like almost like reparations sort of or something oh interesting huh and I could have this wrong because again I was this was a while ago and I did not watch the whole thing but it seemed like it was they didn't just pretend that race didn't exist or or maybe maybe I'm misinterpreting. Maybe that comment was just about his family, and I I interpreted that as having to do with his race. But as reparations, because I do think I do think that the show seemed to exist in a world where, like, they're just. I mean, yeah, it just was colorblind. Yeah, yeah, it, that, like, yeah. There was no. It was, and so maybe it know, was my own lack of like color blindness that made me assume something that someone said because mm-hmm. uh, now I can't even figure mm-hmm. out I can't even remember but um yeah because his family is like very wealthy yeah um, yeah 
Yeah, I mean, and his dad is a real so asshole. That's a real that's asshole. Kind of the whole, um, the whole thing. Yeah. So, well, I appreciated the can't. diversity of it. Um, and yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's really it was interesting. You know, the the queen, the woman who the actress who plays the queen, I think is, um, I think she's in like, I forget what the deal is. I think she's like native Canadian slash also british or something she's well and wasn't there um what's the queen she's regent was or that queen what's queen charlotte that queen is charlotte yeah she um i think there were there's like some historical um rumors or whatever that she was of mixed race yes my mom told me uh told me this as well which like who uh, knows what Anglophile. sort of racist origins those rumors might have or if maybe right. they're actually I, I don't know enough about the british monarchy to be able to say and i don't intend to know more about the british monarchy but yeah <laughs> yeah and thank god we should all only know the bare minimum I'm, about the no, british monarchy, bare minimum about those yeah. people <laughs> Yeah, as little as we can know. I love better. that as a as a rule, uh, right? <laughs> just, just know as know little as possible as little about as British royals, and you'll be fine, right? <laughs> um. So, I mean, that brings us to the end. Um, <laughs> the end of television. End of the show. Right. We we reach the end. God. It's 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 funny. It's almost hilarious how little we actually watch compared to. I am convinced there's stuff I'm forgetting. I went through like all of oh. my like viewing history on all of my streaming platforms and was like search. I'm like, right. surely I've watched more than this. Um, and I couldn't find any. And I'm wondering if I actually just around the holidays and around the coup um, when things were very stressful, I must have just rewatched things. Well, I did some of that, and I also did a lot of movie watching. Um, I got really into the Mission Impossible and... movies. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I know. That was an unexpected started. journey for me. Turns out they're good, and Tom Cruise is good at them, and I, I'm, I'm astonished. But, yeah. I, um, yeah, I was watching, I don't know, I watched a lot of movies. I watched some new some new movies i watched like you know i don't know it's i also just did a lot of doom scrolling yeah that's not good for anyone i gotta well what are what are you gonna what are you gonna watch in the coming weeks well one thing i want to watch even though i think it's supposed to be bad um i'm just gonna watch it but there's mr mayor which is the new show from Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. Oh, so you the... are watching that. Oh, I misinterpreted well, that. Well, I haven't watched it yet. But, but you are planning to. I thought you were I thought you yeah. were um uh vetoing it. You're going to not watch no, it. No, no, no. It would be a watching. Um I don't think it's supposed to be good, which is It's probably the thing is it's probably going to be funny though. I'm sure It's got to be so funny. Is so their last show, they actually have done a show since, uh, you know, sorry, Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. The since Kimmy Schmidt? Behind Kimmy Schmidt and 30 Rock. Um, they did a show called Great News, which was canceled. Oh, that's on Netflix. Very 
quickly. Okay, yeah. yeah. It was a, it was a it was a um NBC show, but yeah, I guess it's on Netflix. Netflix. Oh, it was. Okay. It's on Netflix yeah. now. Of yeah. course it's NBC. Um they own Tina Fey. It it disappeared very quickly, but I think it was also supposed to be bad. But so Mr. Mayor, oh, it had it had I mean, um, Mr. Andrea Mayor Martin is quite in a it. Pedigree, it, yes, it did. And John yeah. Michael Higgins and Nicole Ricci. Oh wow! All right. Um, this show star has quite a cast. Ted Danson. It's a cavalcade. Holly Hunter. Um. Vela Lavelle, who I just love from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Who is she? Um, she is, um, you know, uh, Rebecca's uh, best friend. What's her name? Who's dating? What's his face? <laughs> oh, right. Um, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, the, what's her face on? With the roommate? God. Yes. Yes. I can't believe I'm, like, already, Who is like, dating? forgetting. Um uh hector right it's weird that i can remember hector's name but not her name heather heather Heather. thank you um yeah she's great i thought i always thought she was she's good yeah um so she's in this i mean how does ted danson have the energy i don't I don't understand. Like, the man is just a damn workhorse. I can't, you know. Um, yeah. Ted Danson just hard. the hardest working. <laughs> yeah, that's sitcom. true. He's just I don't think showing. it's just a sitcom. It's, true. it's not like he's. He, he, he's no true. Tom Cruise. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's not jumping off the This is going to be an, a Tom Cruise apologist podcast. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> uh,. Really just, I know that Scientology case. has some problems, but have you seen his stunts right. in Mission Impossible? Right. <laughs> Which is the one where he's climbing the building in? Oh, when he he's cli- yeah, that's um, the UAE. It, it's, in Dubai, um, that one. That's like the most recent. No, one, it? it's um. God, I saw that. Fallout one. is that's the most the recent only... one. I think that's Ghost Protocol. Oh, that is Ghost Protocol. That's the only Mission Impossible I've seen in theaters. I mean, I remember going to see Mission Impossible 2 in theaters being like, this is a load of shit. And then I never saw another Mission Impossible movie until two weeks ago. So. (laughs) (laughs) And then they really, and then they really had. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now I can't think of anything else. (laughs) Vela Lavelle is also in the new She-Ra, which I remember that you. Oh, yes. That's right. She was. She was the, um, the water princess or whatever. No. So I mean, this show. I I'll watch it. Pr- I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll give it. I'll, a, I'm gonna I'll give it a try. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Anyway, it's about Ted Dance, and he becomes the mayor of Los Angeles. That's the show. Um, Los Angeles, where things are great vibe. right now. Well, I mean, Tina Fey, you know, and Robert Carlock, they're real New Yorkers. I'm pretty surprised. I'm sure this is going to be not a super accurate and portrayal of LA interpretation no. of LA. I'll, um, who knows? I also want to watch another network show, which is very unlike me. Um, Clarice, which is the new oh Jesus kind of Sarah Hannibal verse. Actually, it's supposed to be very good, so I'm excited. But it's you know it's about 
the character of Clarice Starling. Should I be worried um, about you? Have you been getting ideas about... Look, if I said I was going to rewatch Hannibal immediately, then you should be worried. But I mean, but maybe I'll also rewatch Hannibal. You, you probably are going to rewatch <laughs> Hannibal. Ugh, Hannibal. So good. Um, picks up immediately following the events of Silence of the Lambs. So after she has captured uh, Buffalo Bill. Um, so I'm pretty interested in that. That is a CBS show. Well, I hope you enjoy in that journey. <laughs> that's just a journey for me yeah. is there anything that you think you're gonna be watching well i do think i am gonna watch search party i think i yes. should not sleep on that anymore um and our friend brian also recommended a show called london spy it's it came out like five years ago um so it's really good and since i've been on a spy kick i was like oh maybe that's a, it stars um benjamin wishaw and oh, I, love I know wishaw. i really he's like your guy um and it also the other main character is the um i forget his name now but he played the detective like police officer in alias grace that adaptation of the margaret atwood book that we both really liked that was on netflix um Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah uh edward holcroft yeah like not definitely not a name people know but he's the he's the a titular spy um and him and benjamin wishaw have a uh romantic relationship and then benjamin wishaw finds something disturbing in his apartment and so i've only watched the first episode which is what where what i just described happens it's very slow it's like very slow paced um and it was kind of stressful because i had this sense of dread while i was watching it um but i might turn back to it um Oh, also Jim Broadband. Broadband is in it. But Ooh, wow, this is a good cast. Yeah, and it's, it's like I said, it's from like a few years ago, but it got really good reviews. Um and the episode I watched it was very well acted, of course. So um yeah. Um are you watching like anything else or should we move on to our not watching? No, I um think that I am not watching another HBO series. WandaVision. Of course we're not watching which, that. Is there a show yeah, gonna... that's like better designed to be on our not watching list than like a Marvel <laughs> movies uh, TV show? I know. If it was like a Marvel movie set in like Game of Thrones you right. know, kind of <laughs> medieval. Right. Like Iron, Iron Man like... goes to what? what's the name of the island that Game of Thrones is on? I can't yeah, you're asking me. <laughs> Sarah, like, where does game? What's the Game of Thrones like? I don't, I, I don't even know. Oh, it's uh, who controls it? right? Uh, winter. Yeah. Winter. Winter's Winterfell. Here? Winterfell. Is it Winterfell? Is it Winterfell? <laughs> There's so Winter's many people here? are listening to us yeah. being so infuriated. <laughs> They're like, How? it's like one of the most you know widely watched television series of the 21st century. <laughs> um. Um, you know, I uh, guess that it's, I don't know. I literally, I've read a little bit about Westeros. I'm I sorry. Can't. I had to look it up. Well, <laughs> wow. We were really, okay. but that Winterfell is a thing on the show, isn't it? Where is Winterfell? What's, where are we getting that from? Okay. Win- Winter, Winterfell is on the show. Yes. That's where okay. Ned Stark lives. Um, 
Okay. I just I'm so, sure that's Game of Thrones. <laughs> It's so stupid. It's like they the two me. continents yeah. of Game of Thrones are Westeros and Essos, and just knowing George R. R. Martin's naming conventions, I guarantee that Westeros is just west of Essos, which is east of Westeros. Oh yeah, which is like it's the most like uninventive. Fa- okay, sorry. This is we're not. This is not a Game of Thrones hate uh, episode. So I'm sorry. Um, but yes, the show yeah, Wandavision I mean... is not for us. Yeah, it's I something it's like I thought at first I was like, oh, if there was a Marvel universe thing that I was going to watch, maybe it would be this one. Um because it's kind of I was just reading about like this conceit of them kind of I guess it's like a pastiche of sort of like 50s. Yeah. Well, and like television shows which i think is interesting i've seen like half of the marvel movies and some of them i greatly enjoyed um and then others i greatly hated but the ones i've seen that have so it's paul bettany and um elizabeth olsen no Mm -hmm. yeah elizabeth olsen right see this is that always confuses me because Elizabeth Moss plays Peggy Olsen, and I always think there's oh, yeah. something no, wrong happening Elizabeth in Moss. my brain. But um, yeah, so Elizabeth Olsen and um, Paul Bettany, and I love Paul Bettany, but he plays like this robot guy. <laughs> I'm pissing off so many people. Um, he plays like a droid kind Vision. of thing. He's the computer. Yeah. He's like the computer that Iron Man created, and now he's like personified. I don't know. It's this is like even that sentence you just said. I'm like, Ugh. I know, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I can't. So do he's, it. it's not even um, like charming, fun Paul Bettany. It's just like Paul Bettany being like a moody robot. <laughs> I just can't be bothered. No, neither can I. Um, the last thing I need is a different Marvel TV show. I don't know. I think. It sounds like it's kind of, you know, I, anyway, I think it sounds like it's kind of interesting, this, like, approach to the story of Wanda and Vision, but, like, I just can't absolutely, absolutely not. Oh, right, his name is, his, oh my god, Sarah, you're ahead of me, his name is Vision. Right. That's why the show is called WandaVision. Right, 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 but that I didn't even pick up (laughs) <laughs> that's the extent of and i've never even seen it you know what would be but a fun podcast sarah if you and i just had to sit down and re-explain game of thrones and the marvel cinematic universe like after reading wikipedia pages uh i would definitely yeah we just like sum just up try to remember what we read <laughs> our yeah Actually, Tom suggested earlier that we do a podcast that's, like, us reading Goosebumps books. Um, uh, and, like... Let's let's take that offline, because that sounds great. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, Yeah, don't worry. I've already copyrighted it. Um, Way to go, Tom. Yeah, a really good good idea. Um, No, this is not not gonna... Absolutely not. Even though, again, I am a huge fan of, like, the classic sitcom um no so I think but this is like again if there was a mcu thing i was going to watch it would be this but it's not going to be yeah this. 
No, so, I'm just gonna wait for the next Taika. It will be nothing. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, it will be nothing. Um. So not watching. Yeah, that. not watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I guess that's it for us. After a long hiatus, and yeah. when will we record next? Next that's month. For us to know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's for no one to know because we don't know either. We but, don't know either, but it um, won't be it won't be as long. No. I mean like I, yeah. You'll boy, see us in Q you'll like, see us again in Q one. Knock on wood, because like <laughs> hopefully there won't be another coup attempt. So Right, exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm gonna get some Girl Scout cookies and uh Ooh, call it an evening. Nice. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be thinking yeah. about the Girl Scout cookies that you're eating. So, enjoy. Yeah, you just you just picture those sweet, sweet Thin Mints. Mm. Um, yeah. All right. Till next time, Amanda. All right. Bye, Sarah. Talk to you in six weeks. <laughs>